Hello friends, and welcome back to Mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s. And today on the show, we're taking our third trip out with Bee Gees, or the Bee Gees if you so desire, and their second LP, Horizontal. Now there was a toss up from me between looking at their first album, Bee Gees First, first international album show I say, or their second, Horizontal. And today I've decided to go with Horizontal, despite me being a bit more eager to look at the first one for a couple of reasons, simply because I have a couple of copies of it for the artwork for this episode. Ultimately I wanted to cover both at some point, so hopefully I'll get to first in the relatively near future and maybe I'll be able to layer up the artwork a little more then. But it's all a bit superfluous really. Both are on the cards, so this is the one we've got to, well, third, I guess. And I have to say, it's a great album, but it's one of the, well, those first four Bee Gees albums, this is the one that took me the longest to sink my teeth into. It had some real early favourites, but there's a number of tracks that took a while to really work their way into my subconscious, but when they did, this album really took a new turn, and it really has some of my favourites from this whole period. There's a lot to dig into here. Certainly some of the tracks aren't too varied and there's definitely quite a lot of just overarching differences between the two mixes. But as a result, it gives two albums that do have a real different texture. And as a result, I don't think you can really mix between the two as maybe I'd sometimes almost imply. I think here you're really going to have to take one or the other and sink right into that. But before we get into that today, I've of course got to give a huge shout out to all my patrons whose support is what helps keep the show going. We've got a lovely community going on over there at the moment, discussing the new episodes and all the extra content over there, including Mixology on 45, where on the last episode of that, I took a look at San Francisco be sure to wear some flowers in your hair by Scott McKenzie with some new mixes that I actually discovered including a UK mix that's never been verified online interestingly so we're always discovering new things here on the show so head on over there if you want to check that out and other new content as well from as little as one pound a month and you get back to mono for that as well which is always a good time and on that note I want to give a shout out to my newest patron Ronald Easterday. So thank you so much, Ronald, for signing up. And if you too wish to support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com forward slash back to mono. But all that out of the way, we're going to move into the album itself today. It was released in January of 1968 and recorded through the latter half of the previous year and it's just full of great songs in my opinion and we're going to kick things off today with one of the two singles included on the album that being world which amusingly was recorded the same day as words although that was not included on this album rather as a non-lp single which again we've looked at previously on mixology on 45 and wow the original stereo mix of that is something to behold in the worst possible way and i love it but anyway back to world and what I do want to note before we dig into the rest of the album 
is I noticed for quite a few of the tracks, the mono is noticeably faster than the stereo, but going through, that was consistent with every song. And with that in mind, while the speed itself does vary a little bit, ultimately, because it's consistent, I don't want to keep harping on about it. So I'm gonna state it here, and I want you to keep that in your mind. Similarly, the other differences here are pretty consistent. The stereo generally is a less compressed version of the mono mix, with generally the stereo reverb added to the stereo mix not only being in stereo, but also having a very different texture to that used in the mono. I will probably actually henceforth refer to it as echo as I tend to do as it's generally echo that was being used at the time before reverb was kind of the thing, though I might be a little bit wrong with that, but anyway. These textual differences are ones that will be consistent, so I don't want to highlight too much, rather we focus on it as we go through. As for World, the track here is really pretty much mixed to the center channel with stereo reverb, as I said, and the vocals themselves sit higher, though the reverb on the vocals is definitely stronger in mono. The mono also sounds more immediate, likely due to the compression used on the master, as the mono throughout the album is very compressed. We'll hear a verse in mono and then again in stereo. Stereo. Two minutes and 32 seconds, suddenly the orchestration enters in the right channel in stereo and somewhat louder in said mix. However, this leads to a longer fade in mono. What we'll do here is start with mono, move to stereo, and then back to mono for the end of the fade. Mono. Track two is And the Sun Will Shine, and obviously consistent differences aside, the orchestration here is significantly louder in stereo, though it's very much there in mono, but feels more supportive than dominating. It also becomes more evident as the track progresses, giving a great sense of build by the time the track closes, whereas in stereo it's in your face from the moment it enters. Let's hear a section of the track now, starting in mono and moving to stereo. Into stereo. Give me time. 
and at the end we get a touch more of the fade in stereo. So naturally we'll start with mono. Stereo. Track three is one of my favorites, Lemons Never Forget. Again, with the speed as I said, this is one where the extra echo in the stereo is really evident. We'll hear the intro, including the drum fills in both mixes, and hear how much crisper and upfront the drums are in mono. Mono first. Again, in stereo. Incidentally, there should be some changes made. You got to work if you should have to save. And like you due to the compression, the lead guitar gets a little buried in the mono when compared with the stereo. And of course the vocals again get the louder treatment in the stereo mix. Let's hear the bridge from one minute, where it stands out much more in stereo. Mono first. Again, in stereo. Track 4 is really and sincerely. Now the vocals, with the difference most evident during the verses, have a hair more echo in mono. We'll hear a little bit in mono, into stereo. My mind is To stereo. And if you go away, I'll get it out somehow. I'll leave it all in the This track is one where the mono has the orchestra at a closer volume to the stereo, though of course it, along with most things, especially the vocals, stands out more in stereo, as is the nature of stereo mixing. We'll start with mono and move to stereo. Turn stereo. Me down. 
the stereo this time gets the longer fade, so of course we'll start with mono. Stereo. Another favourite here is Birdie Told Me, and aside from the speed giving a dramatically different feel to it, this is one where we mainly have a mono track with the backing vocals left and the orchestration right. And despite the similarities, the mono just feels like it has that magic glue to the mix that the stereo just lacks due to the louder vocals, though it does have a nice clean and airy sound to it, if a little more reverb heavy. We'll start in mono and move into stereo. It's hopeless to say How can I forget the way she used to And closing out side one is With the Sun in My Eyes, which is a nice continuity from our previous episode actually, where we had a track covered by Sandy Shaw on her Reviewing the Situation album, that being Coconut Grove by The Loving Spoonful, and this track it was a similar instance where I first became familiar with it through her rendition on that album, despite having heard this album first but not really digging into it as I said. Here's one where the stereo is kept quite narrow, but with the slightly louder strings here, it does feel like it works, though I do prefer the faster tempo of the mono. It's also a mix where the mono actually has more evident echo on the vocals and the strings, giving the stereo a slightly more immediate feel, and while sometimes I think this ruins a mix that needs it, I think it works here. We'll have a section starting with the vocal breaks that begin each verse, then again in stereo. How can I Stereo. How can I There is no reasoning or asking why. Only to prove I love you deeply with the sun in my Side 2 opens up with the big hit here, Massachusetts, all the lights went out in. 
And while the stereo mix isn't bad at all, the louder backing vocals in the left channel just feel a touch too loud compared with the mono in my opinion, where they seem absolutely perfectly balanced. And occasionally the lead vocal actually feels a little too low compared with the perfectly balanced mono, an unusual trait for the stereo. The extra echo on the stereo also makes it feel a little busier than the mono, which does already feel a touch cluttered by comparison. The stereo weirdly doesn't allow this to open up in quite the usual way. We'll start with mono and move into stereo. Into stereo. And at the end, we get hair more on the fade in stereo. So of course, mono first. Stereo. Another favorite here is Harry Braff. Right at the start, there's a little mouth noise in stereo only, followed by a little more in the right channel after the first checkered flag, both absent in mono. This also can highlight the difference in the texture of the vocal echo generally used in each mix, as well as the more prominent echo on the backing track in mono. So we'll hear the first 18 seconds in stereo and then again in mono. Check a flag, check a flag, check a flag for Harry Braff. Check a flag, check a flag. Again in mono. Check it flag, check it flag, check it flag for Harry Braff. Check it flag, check it flag, check it flag for Harry Braff. Once things get going, this is really another mix-like world, where it's predominantly mono with stereo echo and the orchestration to the right, though for most of the mix it's quite low over there. However, when we get to the section for 1 minute 05, the orchestration gets that little extra echo in mono and a huge manual boost at that moment, so we'll hear the chunk in stereo where it stays low and then again in the powerful mono. Again in mono. Overall, this is one where the stereo just feels undermixed, with not enough echo applied at the right points, and many instances of elements not blending. Let's jump into the outro and move from stereo to mono and just see how it gels in mono if it gets a little sonically grating from the compression and just the production and the horns mainly that enter in here. Into mono.
Up next is Daytime Girl, and this is a track that leans into the usual differences with a cleaner and slower stereo mix lacking some of the bigger echo of the mono, but in the case of this track I think it works quite well. That said, the balance between the left channel, piano, and right channel, orchestration, is slightly inverted with the piano being the louder of the two in the mono mix and vice versa in stereo. Let's hear the chorus, starting in mono and moving to stereo. Up next is the earnest of being George, and the wetness difference here is utterly startling, with the stereo being this upfront dry rocker, while the mono is this slightly dingy, echo-heavy mix, which sounds more psych as a result. We'll move from the stereo into the mono. For the sake of an easy sample of this too, we'll hear one of the stops where the echo hangs seemingly forever in mono. Mono first. And again in stereo. And the fade is a hair longer in stereo, so of course, start with the mono. Stereo. Second to last is the changes made, and here's one where the differences are subtle, though more continued. The usual speed and texture of the echoes is remaining, but generally things stay pretty consistent, with the main difference being in the balance of the vocals again, getting a little lost with the strings in mono. We'll hear a section from the outro, mono into stereo. <laughs> And finally, we get Horizontal, the title cut. And here's one where the stereo really makes more sense balance-wise in my opinion. But the mono has a real ethereal vibe to the end of the album, in the blending of the piano and bass to create a wholly insistent sound, and the slightly buried, echoed out vocals add to the ethereal feel. We'll hear a section first, mono into stereo.
stereo. The difference becomes very evident at 1 minute 55, when the elements turn to mush in mono, but all stay clear in stereo. Mono into stereo. Into stereo. And at the end, the mono gets the longer fade, so of course we'll start with stereo. Mono. And with that, we complete our look at another great album here on Mixology, this time being Horizontal by Bee Gees. I was actually pleasantly surprised by the differences here. I knew I'd come across some slight textural ones, but having only really listened to this album in mono, it was quite a shock to hear the speed difference for sure. And while I was kind of automatically speeding the stereo up every time I was comparing before I even played it, the textual differences remained. But ultimately, the first half didn't feel like it was going to show as much difference. And once I got on the second half, there were some real differences that supported both mixes in their own way. I find that the rockier tracks certainly benefit more from the mono, but something like the Ernest of Being George is superior in both mixes because both really offer up a different take on it, with neither actually being bad, just completely different intentions. Other times there's horizontal, which seems to make more sense in stereo, but also a number of the tracks I feel just balance up better in mono, and I do prefer the faster speed of said mix. I will be sticking with the mono, probably because of the slight speed difference more than anything, and because I don't own a decent stereo copy. In fact, the only one I do is a Canadian copy, and oh boy, it's one of the worst sounding records I own. It's absolutely atrocious. I'm not sure what happened, but the bottom end is just gone. There were other comments to match this on Discord, so it's not just mine. And I only paid a pound for it, so it's not the end of the world. Either way, the mono is great. Stereo is not bad, so it's a good album. Well, it's a great album, either way you shake it. And certainly, it's another reason why I just love this period of the Bee Gees. And if you want to hear more from it, head on over to the Patreon to the Ask Simono episode in the group I released recently, looking at tracks from all four of their albums in this period, and obviously the non-LP tracks as well, all in mono. Great little time, in my opinion. Speaking of the Patreon, of course, there'll be a new episode of Mixology on 45 this coming Sunday, and I'm not completely decided on what to look at yet. I may look at the track Here Comes the Nice by Small Faces as I'm yet to cover that track from the non-LP tracks in the Small Faces immediate album, but we'll see how I feel after a couple of days, shall we say. That said, if you want to support the show, as I said, 
patreon.com forward slash back to mono or if you just want to get in contact with me you can hit me up at back to mono radio at gmail.com or find me over on instagram at hypnotic fred where i've got great community over there as well i love talking to people over there so definitely seek me out there if you're on the platform links to all of these are down in the show notes of course but with all that said and done thank you so so much for listening and remember whoever you are and wherever you are have a great great day really, I'm sincere.